What's up Holy Shooters, Jason here. It's officially Wrestlemania week and I hope that you're all ready. Expect extra episodes of the Holy Shoot podcast over the coming days as we get ready to cover the industry and report live on location. In this special episode, I'm interviewing Rich Baker of smacktalk.co.uk. Via his own site and official wrestler stores on Pro Wrestling Tees, Rich's t-shirts sell worldwide for wrestlers he has met, pitched to and designed for. This includes the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, good guy Tamatonga, El Fantasmo, and an amazing coup for Rich, an official block party t-shirt for the Bullet Club, which has been designed and you will see thousands of people wearing at WrestleMania as part of the Bullet Club block party. We ask Rich how he met these wrestlers, how the t-shirt design business works, pitching to AEW's Tony Khan, getting tips from Kenny Omega, and what he'll be up to while he's in New York. Hi guys, this is Jason here with Rich from smacktalk.co.uk as we were talking about. Um, Rich, before we get into my main questions, do you want to give us a 30 second promo on yourself and why you're here? Yeah, hi Jason. Uh, 30 seconds. Do you want to start your stopwatch and make sure I get it in the right time frame? uh... I'm going to start you now. (laughs) Okay. Smack Talk is both a YouTube vodcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it, and merch store online. We produce unique and diverse content on youtube and we also produce unique and original content for our merch store we have our own creations and creations that i've made for wrestlers such as tamatonga el fantasmo uh, kevin kelly you name it and you can also find links on our site to my pro wrestling tees commissions as well and why we're here is to discuss further what we talked about when we met at high stakes 2019 yeah, so yeah, some context for the guys. Um, so I met Rich. Yeah, we were outside Mother Kelly's bar in Bethnal Green, waiting to see Neville slash Pack take on Will Ospreay in an amazing main event at the Rev Pro Show. That was a great show overall, even if the ending was a bit of a cop out. Oh, I don't know if you could call it a cop out. It set it up for the tag match, didn't it? Really? Yeah. For those guys out there, we we had a great thirty minute main event that ended up as a draw. But yeah, they were, they've set up the tag match, which they're having in the um. God, the Hilton as part yes, of WrestleCon, yeah, right? Well, that's, that's right. Uh, that's the plan. Although I heard that um, Pac apparently has had issues with his visa and might not actually be at WrestleCon. I so, honestly don't know. Um, that's the first I've heard of that, so that would yeah. be disappointing for anyone that's attending that show. Um, yeah, sorry, man, go on. No, okay, yeah, he's there because he's there. He's meant to be there. WrestleCon said he's definitely not at their event, and I assume that means the live shows as well are all tied in together. Mm, possibly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not sure on that front. I mean, we unfortunately we couldn't get to that show because it clashes with the start of NXT. So, um, and I, one of my things is I hate leaving a show early. I, I think that's the most disrespectful thing you can do. So I'm, I'm all about respect for you know wrestlers and their trades. So I don't like to leave shows early. Yeah, I was going to be going. I'm going to the Pancakes and Power Drivers show on Saturday mm-hmm. at midday, where that's like getting over NXT. But he was meant to be fighting Rich Swan, but it sounds like that might not be happening now. Ah, uh, fair enough. Well, what? tell the besties in the world that I said hi then, if you if you go to that show, because they'll be on that yeah. card. So yeah, for some context. So yeah, because I know you've interviewed the besties as well as part of your show. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going off. We're going off on a tangent already. Let's. let's <laughs> I told you. 
this, so, I mean, the reason we wanted, I wanted to chat to you was because um, WrestleMania is coming up in New York. Yeah. And when we met uh, outside the York Hall, I sort of found out that actually you are doing some rather cool stuff. So <laughs> if we tie that into everyone, knows, there's a block, there's a Bullet Club block party, which is going to be, I don't know how many people are going to be at that. That's a big block it's party. It's huge. Biggest party in uh, in New York or New Jersey, whichever yeah. place you want to be at. But yeah, definitely the biggest party of the weekend. There's no other no other events going on that are bigger than that, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, nothing bigger than that. <laughs> so that goes on on Sunday. I, I think that's from like 10 in the morning until 6 in the evening. And then there's that small event up the road called WrestleMania that's happening. Oh yeah, well. that little thing, that little indie show. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but... Let's be looking forward to the Bullet Club block party, but but why is it a bigger deal for you than most people? So, I designed, I suppose now I'd have to say one of the official shirts, but at the time it was the official shirt for the block party, the um, American flag chef's hat, um, spatulas and sauce bottles instead of bullets, the block party shirt that's been doing the rounds on Twitter and Instagram, so uh, that was me. And how did that actually happen? How have you ended up designing a Bullet Club like unique special t-shirt <laughs> i took a chance um this is pretty much story of this entire thing but i s- saw that tama put out an ask tama tweet and so basically like an ask me anything tweet where you could just tweet anything you wanted and ask him a question i said i'd already done the design at this point i kind of had this idea and i just threw it at him and said what do you think of this for an official shirt for the block party and so he tweeted it out and retweeted the design and said well, let's see what the fans think. And within minutes, it had hundreds of likes and retweets and people went nuts for it. So then they contacted me and said, okay, let's go with it. And we tweaked the design a bit and the rest is history pretty much. That's quite cool. I want to go into that. We're going to go into the business elements a little bit later because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it. But I want to focus on that, the WrestleMania part right now. So sure. you've got you've got that. And then New Japan are also in town alongside RH for a super show. And I guess... We talked about you got the the Gaijin Club. Yeah, Gaijin like, Club. Yes, the Gaijin yeah. Club. Um, might be worth it. so you've got that. That's one of the T-shirts you make and sell as well. And I guess maybe yeah. explain a bit of what that's about and <laughs> how come that exists in relation well, to New Japan. So okay, that's not an official New Japan shirt. That's basically like um, the story of Gaijin Club is that last January I went to Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Uh, it was my first international trip on my own. I thought I'd do something low key, go to Japan. You know, uh, just down the road, and i bought my uh wrestle kingdom ticket through the new japan site through the foreigners link and it turns out that everyone that bought it through that link was put in one section of the stadium so all of us foreigners were in this one area um most of you know most of us from england or there was like a couple of australians in there canadians you name it and we dubbed it the gaijin section so because we figured like they they just like oh all these noisy foreigners will shove them up there and keep them out of the way so then it became gaijin club um instead of for life it was for one week um because we figured like we probably won't see each other again but then we had such a blast there was like five of us uh there was myself uh mark matt andrew and david um and we were like our little core group that sort of buddied up and just went around Tokyo together, just having the time of our lives. Um, we ended up, we went to Corican Hall the next night to um, bloody hell New Year's Dash. And I wasn't even going to go to that show. And they're like, no, you're coming to this show. <laughs> like, they wouldn't let me not come to the show. And as it transpires, that's where we met Bullet Club. 
So there's like a picture that I've tweeted out and posted on Facebook that's Bullet Club meets Gaijin Club. And that basically was um, where it all came from. So I got back from Japan within a week. I'd done the original Gaijin Club design and then we tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it. And then it's ended up at the one we've got now. But that's pretty much where it came from. And now we're all going to New York together. <laughs> that's, I mean, are you going to be at the um, New Japan show? I Right, oh, so right here's Japan the thing. Is... I was going to be. Um, we got tickets for it. And then obviously it, it clashes with WWE stuff. So a couple of our group are going to that show. And a couple of us are going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to be at Hall of Fame. Because... I grew up on DX and all that stuff, so to miss seeing them go in the Hall of Fame would be a travesty for me. That's going to potentially be a long evening for you, though, knowing how the Hall of Fame goes. I think they're tightening it up this year. Yeah, it's going to be a long bloody weekend. What was it, eight-hour WrestleMania, they reckon? I, a, I just assume it's starting at 5 a.m. rather than p.m., and it's just going to go on for the entire day. I think that's how it's, how it's building out well. right now. be like Big Brother. It just like it is a bit of a crazy one. I mean, actually talking about Mania and the whole the whole time you're going to be there, right? So you've got Mania, you're going to be Hall of Fame. You're obviously going to. Be at the, I assume you're going to be at the block party after oh, yeah, the t-shirts. Yeah, so yeah. What are you most looking forward to overall? Oh man, um, it's weird because like this for me is ticking off about thirty things off my bucket list. Um, and the kid in me that grew up watching wrestling and like always wanted to go to the states is doing backflips every day. <laughs> So I think just the whole thing, like just being in New York, New Jersey, being in the States, like seeing my friends again, um, you know, catching up with people like wrestlers and that that I've met before and just experiencing the whole thing. And of course, being at WrestleMania, like the dream of every young kid that ever watched wrestling. Um, So, yeah, that really for me, that's the things I'm most looking forward to. Have you been to Mania before? No, it's my oh, first one. Same so, with me. Yeah. Uh, most people I know, it's the first Mania. That's why it's all going to be special, no matter what. Um, it's just on the block party. People can still get tickets for that. You, how did we get hold of your T-shirts in relation to the block party? So they've got their own merch site, um, which you can pre-order shirts from. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing it best when I say I think that they are pre-ordered to then collect at the event. Um, I'm pretty certain the event's sold out now as well. So whether they're going to release it for general sale or not, I, I'm not 100%. But definitely, if you go on um, the Block Party Twitter, uh, they have a link to their merch site on there, and you can pick up, I think you can pick up shirts from that. But that would be a thing you'd find out when you go on the site, I'm afraid, because I'm, I'm not 100%. Uh, fair enough. Um, well, let's actually do that a chance to loop back around a bit more. So you've got Smack Talk, where you have all your all your T-shirt designs. And pro wrestling tees, right? Is that is that the best? Is it a split because of whoever you're working with? Um, so pro wrestling tees, obviously based out of Chicago, Illinois, um, and are pretty much one of the biggest, if not the biggest, wrestling merch seller on earth. Um, that's where the Cody shirt that got everything started ended up, um, along with a few other commissions. Smack Talk was basically just going to the store I've got is an extension of the YouTube thing. Um, and I just wanted somewhere to put my designs that weren't going on pro wrestling tees, like the Gaijin Club stuff, the Smack Talk stuff. I did a, a little uh, bit of a fitness wear thing for a while, and that kind of didn't go anywhere, so I ditched it. But <laughs> um, yeah, just generally, like the 
it's like the house of misfit toys where it just you know the stuff that doesn't quite get anywhere goes but then obviously that expanded to doing official shirts for other wrestlers so it's a weird kind of hybrid of everything at the minute like I said, yeah, the Smack Talk site. I think you've got some of the wrestlers in it, but I'm guessing if you want to see the entire range, you need you've got links on there to pro wrestling tees to all your stuff as well. Haven't right. you? So. Yeah, yeah. You just go through the store pages, and there's like links to all my pro wrestling tees commissions and all my own stuff that's on on Smack Talk as well. You can buy it all from from either one of those places. So cool. So, and I mean, the reason we started chatting back at York Hall, and one of the things you really referenced was the Cody Rhodes T-shirt. Yeah. Um. So that seems like that's something that. Is that, the, is that the reason you started Smack Talk as well? Was it, is it it's sort of this great timing of everything? So Smack Talk's been around for, oh man, probably best part of 10 years now in some form or another. Um, so it started out, and I, I this is in the About Us section as well on the site. There was a channel on YouTube that's known as um, Enter the Arena, and they were looking for a new name at the time. Um I forget what they were called when they were looking for this new name, but um, I came up with the idea of Smack Talk and combined the SmackDown logo with the, I edited the TNA logo to say talk. So did this hybrid logo thing and submitted it as an entry for their competition and they put it to a fan vote and it didn't get chosen. So I was like, well, this is too good not to use in some capacity. So I kept it around and nothing really sort of came of it and, I played around with the logo a bit more and just sort of undenied over it. And then, um, man, what year would it have been? 2000 and I want to say late 2017, like mid to late 2017. Um, myself and, and my friend Gaz, um, we started doing it as a YouTube thing. Um, just we did the what if with what if Marty Janetti super kicked Sean instead of the other way around. Um and did the animation on that. He did the artwork and I produced it and animated it and did the voiceovers. And then we started doing some t-shirt designs. He drew a few designs up. Um, we put them together, put them out there. Nothing was really sort of happening. Um, it was kind of stagnant. We kept pushing the YouTube videos, but you know, it was, it was what it was. Obviously then I've told you, you know, said about Japan went out there, met Cody and the bucks and Kenny and all those guys. And, then found out we're now in sort of May of 2018. Cody was wrestling in Portsmouth um, for RevPro. So I'm like, well, it's on my doorstep. I'm going to go to this show. I will take this design with me. So I I had this propaganda poster design in my head and I thought, you know, I'll get Gaz to draw it up. And he was on holiday for like a couple of weeks. So he didn't have time to do it. The show was approaching. I'm like, well, do you know what? I'm going to take a chance on myself. I'm not, you know, I, I had no confidence in my ability. So I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to have a go. And I drew up this design and I was so pleased with it. Took it with me. Cody loved it. And he's like, have you ever thought about putting it on Pro in Tees? Which I didn't even know I could do. He hooked it up with Ryan. And the, that was like the catalyst for everything. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been the thing that really triggered this to go to the next level. How did you manage to get the um, design showed to Cody? Because it wasn't the T-shirt, was it just like the, the more the poster design, or yeah. the? Um, and how, how did he get? How did that get to his hands? So I I printed out two copies on like really nice card. <laughs> um, I thought if I'm going to print this thing, it's going to be at the most ridiculous level of print that I can do on the nicest card I've got. Um, 
took two copies. I gave him a copy of it and kept one for him to sign uh, for me to take home. And he actually put it on Instagram. Like he put it on the table um, and he had his ring of honor ring on it. And like he tweeted it and he goes, new shirt question mark. And I'm like, holy crap. And <laughs> my phone blew up. Like people are going, Oh my God, your shirt designs on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch the show and all I can feel in my pocket is just this vibrating. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but that, that was such a cool night. Cause as he came out to the ring, I was like front row right by the steps and he came down the steps and his music was so loud. I'm like, Cody, let me kiss the ring. And he stops and just extends his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the greatest thing. Cause that was a, again, a thing that I really wanted to do. So I'm glad I got to do that. Um, but yeah, it was just such a cool thing. Um, and that shirt, I mean, God, I got, I, I think I was probably the first person to buy one as well. Um, wore it to Fight Forever um, last December up in Bristol. And Cody was supposed to be wrestling at that, but he was injured. Um, but he was still there to do all the meet and greets and everything. Um, and I wore it and he's like, oh yeah, you designed that shirt for me. He sort of like remembered it. And um, we got chatting about it. He wanted. He asked me to do him a Pharaoh shirt, which I designed, but that kind of never came about, which I was a bit sad about because it's probably like one of the best things I've ever drawn. Um, but yeah, really cool guy. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Just... I, I loved. I loved. Cody, I loved Cody's kiss the ring thing when he was, was doing brilliant. that. Just so different to have him doing it. He just portrays himself like a king, which he is. You know, he's just walking about like. I mean, it's that old royalty thing, isn't it? Of kiss the kiss the ring. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, guys haven't seen that design, and when we we sort of post it on our social channels as well. But it's it's a great like I guess would you say a cartoon? It's more of an is it? How would you, I don't know? You you know better than me. How would you describe that way that's drawn it's, over the image? So I I wanted to do it in a very stylized and like you said, cartoony sort of a way, um, kind of twisted, like Cody himself, because I redrew the face and tweeted it at him and, and sent it to Ryan and Cody actually said he preferred the original even though the face is better on the second one he felt he looked more creepy in the original <laughs> so, so he's like yeah we're keeping the original like, oh, okay um I prefer the second one but I'm I'm biased but yeah it's, it's definitely a cartoony representation and obviously it's got Bernard the business bear in there as well so I had the business bear in there had, ad. um I was a big Bernard mark so uh yeah, <laughs> I had to put him in. What's, what's happened to Bernard the businessman? Is he done for? Did he get to come so, back? I don't know. Who, who's, he, who's he affiliated with? I asked, Cody said to me at Fight Forever that um, Bernard tried to fleece him for more money, and that's done. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Bernard, unfortunately, is no longer with us. And, um, yeah, there we are. But <laughs> I'm sure he's... Gonna... A... I'm sure he's, he's done somewhere, but yeah, he's done the same way of the likes of Ralphus and Jericho. You know, you have that little comedy side gimmick, and it just yeah. gets too big. Well, we had Barry the drug-free bear, and now we've got well, we had Bernard the business bear. Um, I wonder if there's another bear coming, but I have no idea on that score. But we'll see. <laughs> so, Cody, that, that, that was the way in, right? The big Cody Rhodes thing, and then you said that led to you got. I guess did that help you with the Tamatonga thing at all? Or was that just completely unrelated? Um, I mean, the Cody one, obviously. You know, if you design for a guy with the the level of magnitude that Cody's got, um, it's going to help you. So, like, the Cody one was the initial one. 
Um, after that, I designed for Grey Wolf, uh, Grey Wolf Raventhorn. And then from there, Kevin Kelly, I think, was the next one. Um, and Kevin's helped me massively to get so much more work um, through the New Japan guys. The Tama one was actually Mark's idea, funnily enough, in Gaijin Club. Because um, it was the good guy Tama Tonga gimmick. And he goes, oh, you've got to draw Tama as the buddy Christ. Like, you have to. So I literally went straight to the tablet and started drawing it and had the rough design done within probably an hour <laughs> and then tweeted it to Tama because I'd was i already done the Bullet Club shirt by this point. And so I tweeted it over to him and he liked it and we hit an agreement to have it on the Smack Talk store. And um, Buddy Christ, I mean, this is Kevin Smith, Buddy Christ, right? This, yeah, this yeah, yeah. So those of you who aren't Kevin Smith film fans, again, worth checking out. Buddy Christ is a very iconic character for certain, I guess, a certain age or group of, like, geeky <laughs> film fans like ourselves. Yeah. yeah, it's Dogma, I think, is the, um, yeah. the film. From. Yeah, it's a, a great, actually, that whole Jay and Silent Bob series is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Dogma is a very underrated, underrated movie. It is, man. And Salma Hayek plays a stripper in it, so you've got to love that. I think Alan Rickman turned up being Alan Rickman. There's yeah. some great stuff in there as well. Um, going off topic, so, yeah, yeah. so you said is it a lot of the New Japan and some of the UK in like more independent indie English guys you're working with as well now, right? Yeah. Um, most recently, Joe Hendry, the prestigious one himself. Um, again, someone else I managed to interview on the on the podcast thing um, did his podcast shirt, which is the blue one that's kind of like the Blue Album by Weezer. Um, but it's himself, his brother, his best friend, and his dog, um, all stood together like the the Weezer Blue album cover, and that's a uh, Patreon exclusive for his um, free agent show. Of course, so so, there's, so just to confirm, you've got the SmackTalk.co.uk site for a lot of your designs. They can yeah. you can find a lot of them on Pro Wrestling Tees, and you're doing stuff for wrestlers that are almost exclusive for their fans. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Good, it's good it's a cool life. <laughs> so, I don't, want you, I don't. I'm not expecting you to expose the business or expose yourself too much. But yeah. I'm just fascinated by the way that the commercials work on these kind of things. Because okay. yeah. when you look at it, um, Pro Wrestling Tees has got so big. Barbershop Windows is like an extension of that. The number one selling T-shirts on Hot Topic in the US are you know, the Young Bucks and all the like, the Bullet Club and all the wrestling ones. Yeah. And everywhere you go now, I, like, I realised I was going through my wardrobe the other day and I was like, I don't think I've got many non-wrestling t-shirts left. <laughs> and there's, I think I've only got like one WWE one or something, but there's all mm. the ones you can get from around the world now and all the clever, the like, official ones from indie wrestlers or the joke mm. ones. There's so many out there. So you, like, you must be a millionaire by now, right? In terms oh, of being involved in this? Nowhere close, dude. My bank account has not seen the black side of zero for years. Um, I can't go into my specific deals because I've agreed with the parties that I work with that I won't talk about them. Um, but designers don't make what people think they make. Like, not every shirt that people do is a Bullet Club shirt. Do you know what I mean? And even when it is a Bullet Club shirt, it's not the Bullet Club shirt. Like, there's only ever one of those. Like, obviously, Villain Club did insanely well and things like that. Um, you got to be pretty lucky to to get that kind of level of sales on a shirt. Um, I'm happy if I sell one shirt total. Like, I'm to me, and as as I said to um to some other people, like on different podcasts and on mine, 
my thing isn't so much the money as knowing that these shirts are out there forever. So, like, if I turn on the TV and watch Raw and see one of my shirts, that's, like, gold to me. Have and, you had that happen? Um, in a way, but it was me wearing it. So, <laughs> it I was watching back the the high stakes show on um there was a highlight video on YouTube and I just quickly shoved it on to show a friend and um yeah there's you can see me about four rows back and I'm like oh there's my shirt oh yeah it's me <laughs> but it's one day like I've obviously um Jado wore it uh, he wore the block party one at a New Japan event on TV so that wasn't a fan in the crowd that was an actual wrestler wearing the shirt which is again another mega thing that's so cool um and there's the shot that bullet club put out of everybody wearing the block party shirt so that was pretty that neat. cool when i saw that i thought you must have been ecstatic when you see them all standing in those t-shirts it was it was just one of those things where i, I had to look at it twice it's actually my desktop wallpaper as well for motivation um yeah i there's no feeling like that like waking i because obviously the new japan stuff airs at like seven in the morning here so I was sort of woken by my phone going nuts when um, Gaijin Club guys that were out in that direction, like David, I think it was David and Andrew that were Australia and, and Tokyo, respectively, um, were watching the show and went, oh my God, Jado's wearing your shirt. You've got to see this. Buzz, 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 buzz. I'm like, what's going on? I'm asleep, dude. And he's like, look at this. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Just kind of marking out. And I was very much awake after that what's your favorite of all your t-shirts then is it cody tama like bullet club oh. block party or something else that's like picking your favorite son or daughter isn't it yeah. um most people have a, a favorite even if they don't admit it well uh, <laughs> i um my favorite design see my thing is my favorite designs are the ones that aren't actually out there like there's ones i've been putting around that aren't even being used um, there was one I did for because they've teased El Fantasmo joining Bullet Club, and so I did a neon light version of the Bullet Club shirt, but with oh, Fantasmo's glasses. Cool. I had tweeted that out, and it got a really good response from people. But like, it's not even necessarily yet an official shirt, but I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I did a, a pack one as well, where I, I stylized his face in like grey and black and all this, and put bastard pack across the the text and again it's a purple shirt with that on it and i kind of felt that had legs and again didn't really get it anyway so those are kind of my favorite too but in terms of ones that are actual on sale shirts i mean the cody one will forever be probably my favorite just because it's the one that started everything so i think that's kind of kind of the one that's got the sentimental value to it for me so it sounds like it's Ultimately, this is something you love doing. It's something you can really enjoy, but it's not gonna give you a retirement fund just yet. Uh, I mean, never say never. Um, <laughs> you, you need know. that Austin three sixteen t shirt. That's you need that your version of that. I mean, oh, I don't know. I just think it's um, it's one of those things that I will always be doing because I it for me it's a way of dealing with anxiety. Um, something I've suffered with most of my life, and and the depression stuff that goes along with it and it so drawing is just such a sense of peace for me and the fact that i get to do this 
for wrestlers, which is a thing that I've loved since I was tiny, is like a live stream achieved, you know? So that's my kind of thing is experience over money. Like I always rate experiences higher. So, which isn't great business sense. <laughs> More like being happy. Uh, yeah. Before I've got some other questions I want to go into, like more some maybe rapid fire ones that my normal co-host Chen wanted me to ask because he couldn't make it. But before I do that, I just want to check: um, <clears throat> what is the latest people? Depending when this show goes out, what's the latest people can get t-shirts shipped in terms of mania time? Is that something you're able to do, or is it getting a bit too tight for that? Oh, blimey! Um, what in terms of in the UK or globally? Just generally, yeah. Like I mean, promising tees could probably ship to the US quicker, right? If they want one of your ones yeah. there, but otherwise it's. I'd imagine, yeah, if you're getting one from Progress and Tees, any of the ones that are on there, you'd probably get them by Mania if you ordered them now. Uh, or, you know, uh, depending on when you air this. Um, if you're ordering from my site, I generally advise maximum two weeks wait time, but that has never been the case. Um, the company I use to print offer they advise a five-day turnaround maximum but again they usually get them out within two days um i got one a gaijin club shirt got to the states within three days um which was pretty impressive um so yeah generally i'd say if you were ordering it on the monday you'd get it by the friday at the probably the latest and if anyone does order one of those, they should definitely like look you guys up on so- the social medias to see where you're about, and maybe maybe you can go and sign something for them. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> look out for that. So yeah, depending when this show goes out, depending on how much notice people will have, but always sort of worth making sure people know because there's some great designs that are going to be mania, very not, I don't know, maybe not mania, but definitely New York re- referenced. I'd oh, imagine yeah. perfect for I'm, that audience. I'm certain there's going to be a lot of those block party shirts walking around at WrestleMania. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna love seeing the block parties at Mania, I'm sure. Honest, you know, honest to God, if I don't like sit there and look around and see a thousand block party shirts in that crowd, and then when I watch it back in like hard camera side, and there's just a sea of them, it's oh, that's that ex- almost excites me more than going to Mania. <laughs> I imagine there'd be a lot, and I think I can imagine you walking up to loads of people saying, "Oh, I designed that," and they go, "Yes, yeah, sure, mate." Yeah. So you're going to have to like prove oh, it. I'll just show them the picture with Bullet Club. It'll be exactly. fine. Exactly. Show them yeah. that one and they might believe you. And then you become a, <laughs> then you become a god. That's yeah. why you're there. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. <laughs> hey, you. If you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pot. Do it. Do it now. Right, well, before we go, I want to ask some rapid-fire questions as well, though, okay. just in terms of general. Um, <clears throat> so some of these have come from Chen, and he wanted to know, what are the major setbacks you've had in just building this business for yourself? Um, probably the distinct lack of money <laughs> that most business people have. Um, there's things I'd love to do and ways I'd love to expand it, but I'm someone who builds businesses organically so this is the second business i've started with zero pounds and um the first one ended up within two years taking nearly 50 grand total so and that all disappeared very quickly back into the business so um i tend to yeah not i put myself second on the business first so anything i make tends to go straight back into the business to expand it Um, but that's probably the biggest thing that and the depression obviously 
sound, they, sound, they sound like struggles that any, anyone would have to sort of deal with there, <laughs> sort of running your own business like that. Mm. Um, without addition the dirt too much, I guess. Yeah. I mean, dish it loads if you want. Any, is there any wrestlers you've had that you found that have been really difficult to deal with? Or if, if you can name names or at least give examples of what that's like. So I know people that are listening are going to want me to go, oh, yeah, so-and-so was a right asshole. But genuinely, and this is absolutely 100%, nobody has been difficult to deal with the only thing that has been difficult is the time zone differences um you know if you're working with people in japan it's middle of the night when it's here when it's their daytime so stuff like that i mean the bullet club block party shirt i was negotiating all night and i went to sleep at 5 a.m so you know if the work needs doing i'm awake to do the work um was that yeah, negotiating that... the design or the actual commercials everything um, the finalising, the design, and the commercial side. I guess it's an all-hour business because it's not just like you're in the UK and okay, mm-hmm. you can deal with the US. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've done the same thing. You can deal with the US, you can do their time, but then when you factor in Japan, you've got to go the yeah. other way. And before you yeah. know, you've got a twenty-four hour workday. Yeah, and that's that's the other. I suppose you could add that to the setbacks, really. <laughs> no sleep. Ah, no. What's the old thing? No sleep till Brooklyn, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think we covered it, but biggest achievement you think you've had running this business? Is it, I'm guessing it's one of the ones we've talked about. That'd be the thing that's probably the the biggest thing for you, but also is that the, the achievement that's closest to your heart as well? Um, I think just the friends I've made along the way is the biggest thing for me. Like More so than any of the design stuff, it's, it's knowing that you know, there's guys like Andy Simmons that I've become friends with and Rishi Ghosh and people who I've admired from the crowd, you know, and watched their work and been a huge fan of that I'm now good friends with. And that still every single day blows my mind. So for me, that's like the biggest thing is the friendships. And building on that one, so we talked about everyone's surprised how nice the wrestlers are you've worked with, you've built yeah. some great friendships. Who's the nicest wrestler you've met doing all of this so far? Oh man, um, nicest wrestler I've met. Actually, someone who I have well, I, I tried to design for and it didn't happen was Kenny Omega. Um, he genuinely was one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. He was um, very accommodating for us. He allowed us to take pictures with him um gave me some good tourist advice for when i was in tokyo places i should check out still hasn't answered my street fighter 5 challenge though but uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm still waiting kenny um yeah he's really cool massa was really cool as well fat ass massa um he pretty much got us to meet bullet club funny enough um i I think i've told that story a hundred times that'll probably come up again (laughs) but yeah uh kevin kelly lovely guy um i mean as i say everyone's really cool so like it's hard to say who the nicest is because everyone's been super cool now that kenny's not in new japan do you reckon there's a chance of you getting that t-shirt deal resurrected with him oh, are, you, are you touching that up <laughs> you know, so i am busting my ass to try and get an AEW shirt like picked up i actually um i don't know if you saw tony khan was at uh, the Ref Pro show, the high stakes. I show. heard, I didn't see him, but I heard yeah. that he was there. So, so Tony Khan, as in the money yeah, man behind yeah. AEW. Yeah, and I got to do my elevator pitch to Tony Khan. Oh, sweet. So that was a pure chance thing. Um, this is a probably a little bit of a scoop for you. Um, basically, he was walking through with uh, Andy Quilden that runs Ref Pro, and we were ha- hanging around trying to meet some people. <laughs> 
And I turned around to Matt and went, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but oh my God, yeah. the, there's Tony Khan. Like, he goes, where? I went, right there by the fucking door, you know? <laughs> Just no way. Like, it's weird, like marking out because he's a financial advisor and I'm just a greedy son of a bitch. But like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going over to him. He's like, no way. I, I just went. I was beeline for this guy. And I just went, oh, Mr. Khan, sorry to interrupt. I know you're busy. Um, and I just went into my sales pitch. Forgot to tell him what my name was. <laughs> was classic, so uh, classic there. Yeah. And um, so I showed him the, I don't know if you saw, there was an. Uh, an AEW shirt I'd done, which was uh, it was a play on "This Is Awesome," but I changed the front bit of "Awesome" for the AEW logo. I think I've missed that. It sounds cool though. Yeah. And that that one was like when I showed him, and I was like, "Look, if there's any way we can work together on this, I'd be thrilled." Um, having obviously haven't heard anything back. Um, I've actually done four designs for Papa Buck as well, which we're still trying to put something together on. Um, I mean, he's a busy dude, so I haven't. Obviously heard a lot back from him at the minute, but hopeful. Um, he was really pleased with what I'd done. So there's a, there's a I, again never say never. Like there's a chance, but I mean I I think everybody in their dog is trying to design for AEW at the minute. So I'd be pretty lucky if I got it. But you I've been pretty lucky so far. Yeah, you definitely want definitely keep hustling and working those deals you've got and relying on Cody and the people you've made friends with already. It sounds like you might be the guy that could get in there. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet for a, you know, for a schmuck from the Isle of Wight to to make it over there. That'd be pretty cool. Exactly. You know, well, the projectile you've got at the moment, it could easily happen. You can just see the steps you're building. Well, that could be the next one you end up doing. Uh, I great. just, I just nothing's off limits for me. Like I've I've never been someone who likes limitations because the only person that puts limitations in your life is you. So if you want to do something, do it. You know, who's holding you back? So. Yeah, I kind of figured like with the um my first business was a drum shop on the Isle of Wight. It was the first of its kind, which is insanely niche and it's not something people need. And I started it in the middle of the recession with no money. <laughs> so, you know that's oh, kind of where I'm at. <laughs> so just building on that and the AEW sort of plan. Yeah. Where do you where do you see yourself or where do you want to be in five years doing this? Oh my god. Um five years time. I'd love to be working for a company, um, probably like a, as you said, either an AEW or or WWE. Who wouldn't want to? Um, or New Japan would be a lovely dream to get out there, live in Japan for a while, like anywhere. Like even if it was building Smack Talk up to a point where it's like the quintessential place to buy wrestling merch from in the UK, which it may already be, but you know, I I believe that we just got to get everyone else believing it. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, you need, to take that, you need to take that new Japan deal that Rev Pro's got, and then you'll be laughing. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, normally, I can put together a five-year plan, but for this, it's so. I mean, man, this is—it's not even been a calendar year yet. That's the crazy part about this whole thing. It's not even been a calendar year since I did the Cody design. So, and everything that's happened so far—it's so insane that I couldn't honestly say where I'm going to be. Where I'd like to be is, as I say, working for a company or or building my business up to a to a massive level. But who knows? <laughs> Just go with it. Ride the river sounds, where you end up. <laughs> sounds good. I mean, do you feel like you have a lot of competition? How does it work? Do you feel like you're separate to someone like a pro wrestling team, or you are a partner of theirs? How does that? Oh. 
I see again composition. Like, I don't see why anyone really should compete as such. Like, I love the idea of cross promotion and building each other. Um, this goes back to the again to the drum shop thing. Something that I was told by one of the suppliers was towns, um, or traditionally towns where there was two, one or more music shops. So like two, oh, sorry, two or more music shops. Um, both shops did better than towns where there was just one music shop because they build each other. And um, so some, that's something I love to do is collaborate with people and kind of work together with them. So you know, it's why I put links to all the Pro Wrestling T stuff on my site because. Apart from the fact that I get a commission from those, it shows that I'm willing to help promote them, even though they're infinitely bigger than me. Um, and it's all sorts of things like that where you can just work together in ways that you may not necessarily have done before. Like WWE have got the scope to work with everybody, and yet they choose to not work with many people. Like it's changed a lot now, but traditionally they've always been very insular. Um, it's an interesting climate and i think yeah the more people work together the better so i don't really take into account competition as such because i don't really want to compete with people i just want to exist quite happily in my little world and and you know if someone wants to work together with me then cool man let's let's promote it let's do it and building on that to confirm smacktalk.co.uk for a lot of the designs and to find the ones on pro wrestling tees is it do they should they just look for smack talk or rich what's the best um, thing for them to look for to find your so, stuff yeah so each shirt has its own um sort of code um like sales code so what i've done is on if you go on to smacktalk.co.uk there's a site or a section on the site called pro wrestling tees and if you go into that all of the designs are on there and they're all linked. So you can literally just click a button and go straight to that page. So it makes it infinitely easier to find my stuff um, because I'm not big enough yet to have my own personal store on there. Um, I say yet, cause that's something I'm aiming for, but yeah, currently that's the best way to find it is go to smacktalk.co.uk and you can check out everything I'm doing on there. Cool. Just want to make sure everyone knew how to get hold of those um, before we wrap things up. So we've established, this is your first WrestleMania that you're going to. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite WrestleMania of all time? Oh, Jesus. Um, we, we talked about this last week on the show, so I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to tell you how our top three were. So I want to know who what you're going to pick. See if it aligns right. with any of those. So I am a weirdo when it comes to my favourite shows. Like I pick stuff that most people don't pick. Um, my first WrestleMania that I ever saw is probably my favourite. It was WrestleMania Nine which is the infamous oh, Caesar's Palace one. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, because that was the first one I ever saw. And I grew up on like the Big Daddy stuff, you know, the giant haystacks, British wrestling stuff. And that was the first glimpse I got of American wrestling was WrestleMania 9 and was blown away by it. Like it was the single biggest thing I'd ever seen. It was outdoors, which I'd never seen on a wrestling show before. And the pageantry and everything about it just spoke to me on a level. And it's technically speaking the day the streak died because he got um, knocked out with chloroform, <laughs> the undertaker. So, but I, I technically speaking, he did come back and win. So, you know, <laughs> I still think the streak died that day. <laughs> I mean, WrestleMania nine is, so it's kind of, I can go back and watch. Cause I was around, I think 
kind of like that's one of the first ones. I think right, there was, it was more like eight, nine for me. But nine was like I say, it was a big spectacle. I remember getting my uncle to record it and watch the VHS that he'd recorded off of Sky. And yeah, just it's a it's kind of a shit show really when you think <laughs> about it. But it stands out for everything that happens on there. But it makes it the shit show. The outsideness, you know, the sort of the yeah. weirdness of it being outdoors. Hulk Hogan's black eye. Yeah, he got from his I... speedboat accident. Oh, and the fact, well, that all punched him. Yeah, yeah. one of the two. But the weird thing about that show was obviously the main event was Brett and Yoko. And then Brett loses, and then Hogan comes out and just beats him and takes the title. And it's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Have you seen the memes going around that suggest that could happen again this year? Where they've like, they say, there's some great like little joke ones where they put um, Brock's head on Yoko's body oh. and Seth's head on Brett's, and then like Roman Reigns' face on Hulk Hogan's body. And they that <laughs> looks like a comic book, st- a comic strip of what's happening. And all you know, Roman's pinning like Yoko oh, slash Brock. No. Oh my God. God, I I can't wait to hear the booze when that happens. If it happens, that be. Least, it's confirmed. It's not the main event. At least we know the women are the main event, so they can't ruin the show with that at the ending. Yeah. But you, I just don't rule it out. <laughs> they do that. Do you know anything's possible in the WWE? So uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a hell of a show. Um, where are you sat for WrestleMania? Where's what kind oh, of area are you God. in? We well, we tried to get some really killer seats like right on the in front of the hard camera on you know where the camera's facing and we just could not get them so we got seats in the first tier um kind of similar position of what we got for wrestle kingdom um first tier up we are facing the tron um just off to one of the corners but not so much that you can't see the ring giant pillar things they put in place because oh, we're in like one three four, which is a more to the side, but again we're on the yeah. hard cam side in the lower bit, and I'm concerned that there's going to be a giant pillar in the way, but I won't know until the day, I guess. I think what section we're in? Um, I think it's one twenty something. Yeah, so it's so around that bit on the yeah. hard hard cam side, so they're resting at you, not away from you. Oh, okay, yeah, no, we're on the we're on the side the camera face. Oh, you are on the side. You are on the side. You're on that. Oh, you will be on the hard the side that the camera's on to. Yeah, they'll be wrestling away from us. So <laughs> that's fine. As long as they're wrestling, I don't care. Yeah. Um, wrap it up. What's, your, what, what's the match or thing you're most looking forward to for WrestleMania now that you're going to confirm you're going to be there in person? Oh, man. Um, probably the main event. I, I'm so sold on Becky Lynch. Um, and I, I wanted to say Kofi, but obviously that's gone the way it's gone at the minute. We don't know what's happening there. Um, but yeah, women's main event is history, isn't it? Um, and I think that's Definitely. that's got so much buzz around it. It's the it's the match with the best build by far. Um, I'm annoyed that it's a triple threat because I wanted that Ronda Becky singles, but you know the build for this thing's been great. The fire and passion that they're going into this match with is like nothing else on the card. Um, for me, yeah, that's that's the match of the of the weekend by far. Saying for me, it stands out as the match on the whole show. I'm looking forward to that one more than me, and it will be historic to be there for. Yeah, absolutely, as a, as a big Becky fan, it's going to be pretty cool as well. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for your time on that today, Rich. Before no we worries. wrap things up, do you want to do a quick plug again? Tell everyone where to find your t-shirts. Yeah, so smacktalk.co.uk for basically everything. Um, all my designs are on there. Um, you can find links to the podcast. You can find links to all my social media, which is smacktalk underscore 
UK on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, other than that, just yeah, thanks for checking everything out. Thank you for support everyone that's bought stuff. Um, please continue to do so because you're keeping me going and <laughs> helping me do more. Um, and just yeah, generally very very grateful. So thanks a lot. And if you, I've just checked it by the way. If you want to go to the Bullet Club block party, you can still get tickets. And Rich is going to be there, and you'll be able to pick up those pretty much exclusive for this event only T-shirt designs alongside the four-hour premium open bar and barbecue they're going to be doing. So yeah, you'll find me slumped in a corner somewhere, I imagine. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks for your time today, Rich. Hey, no worries, man. Pleasure to speak to you again. I look forward to seeing you at Mania. Yeah, and you, man. Take care. Take care. This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or Watch Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at watchwrestling.london or just Google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the Meetup page.